Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So TNA is now TNA again, and because TNA wants you to start watching TNA again, they had a TNA pay-per-view. I tell you, they did a pretty good job. So hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs. And as promised, when other companies, much like TNA, do have a big event, we shall take the finger of power, give the good bits an up, and the bad bits are down. <laughs> Such a damn long show. We need to get right into it. Let's do just that. We did have a few matches for the pre-show, so I will zoom through then. Rich Swan versus Steve Macklin was just a great reminder about the old TNA. Moving into the new TNA with Steve Macklin getting the win, so that gets it up. Well, we also learned that we do have a brand new group called The System. Now, this is run by Moose, and it does have himself and Brian Myers and Alicia Edwards and Eddie Edwards, as well as D'Angelo Williams. And you should keep this in your brain because it does kind of tie into later. We also had the first of our new recruits because Top Dollar, now AJ Francis, was here, along with DJ Woo Kid. I tell you, he ran afoul of Joe Hendry. Now, we all know that Joe and I don't get on, but he did come out here and he did have this very funny video about Francis that basically mocked him, but that time he couldn't do a dive. It didn't end well for Hendry, though, because he got chokeslammed so high, I think he ended up in another universe. But again, in terms of a skit and setting up a new food, thought it worked well. This is when Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards of the system did take on Frankie Kazarian and Eric Young. Once again, the system got the victory because we were building them. It's a fine tag team match. It's getting it up. When we continue to shift things around, because Crazy Steve is your brand new Impact Digital Champion. Or TNA Digital Champion, whatever you want to call it. Now look, this was an ODQ match. We had all the weapons, including at one point using a towel as a choking device, which is attempted murder. And while I am pleased that Steve got this victory because he needed it, I didn't think this was necessarily clicking exactly how it wanted to click. I mean, it was all right, but it does have to get it down. This is when we got into the pay-per-view properly, though, and it was Ultimate X time. It's flubbing rules. Because it was Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, Giselle Shaw, Zaya Brookside, Jody Threat, and Danny Luma, all battling it out to become the number one contender for the Knockouts Championship. Seriously, you should go watch it. We just flew out the gates too because we had lariats and German suplexes and other German suplexes as the dives and the cross bodies began. Because of course we have to do that. 
2024 wrestling, and you've got to be flippy dippy doo da. Tasha Steels didn't want to be left behind, so she had a cutter onto everybody, basically, when Danny Luma decided, well, I'm going to powerbomb about 72 people. Crazy. Brookside then thought this was a great time to go for the giant X, but of course she got stopped with a bomb of power as she crumpled into the floor. This is when the strike started. 99% sure they were just hitting each other in the face. Edwards then also decided to go for the X, but because she didn't want to suffer the same fight as other people, she got a kendo stick and started whacking everyone. And as always, I ask you the question, where the hell did she get a kendo stick from? Why was it under the ring? The moves then just kept on escalating, and this was so much fun to watch, when Jody Threat decided to take it through the roof. Because when she tried to go for the X, Shaw essentially used Luna's back as a platform, and she ran up there, and she gave her a spear right onto the floor. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Still, Luna and Steels, they were all climbing the wires at the same time as they had to play hang tough for a little bit. But it was Giselle who was able to outlast them. She grabbed the X and she now is the number one contender. But trust me, I have not done this justice at all. So we do have to get through the entire card. But it is getting up. Great start to the pay-per-view proper. And speaking of nuts, it was the Dirty Dango versus PCO. I mean, this guy. He also had this amazing Frankenstein entrance, and I love it when TNA does stuff like this because they play it so damn straight, when he essentially just continued to crush him and Dango into the floor. Like, one day, he's going to be walking like this because how can he not? Given the day Dango had Alpha Bravo with him, though, at one point Bravo was like, man, this is not going bad at all, and he just stopped BCO from doing his moonsault. So Ref was like, you can't get in the ring and interfere. I'm going to have to throw the thing out. So he did. This is when Rhino came out because I suppose he was worried about his friend. When Santino Morello, who is the law around this place, also arrived and he became Teddy Long because he was like, player, we're going to do a six-man tag. And then the good guys added Jake something to their team, whereas the bad guy added Oleg Prudius. And look, if you're looking for like a catch-as-catch-can technical wrestling match, you shouldn't watch this. But if you would like to enjoy Car Wreck TV, absolutely two in is a laugh right. PCO finally got his big dive in there as well. Do you know what he did? He did it again. He did it again. He did it again. And I turned into a back scientist here. I was like, how does it still work? If any of them just did go tag, I'll do a move. Tag this guy, they'll do a move. Another guy tags in, they do a move. Well, I think Jake something got bored of this. because He just hit Dango so hard, I thought the dancing was going to come out of him. Bravo was able to get a tag too, but he got melted by PCO. When I had somewhat of a moment, because Rhino was staring off with the floor by Vladimir Kozlov. It's like... This is 2024. How the hell did we arrive here? The bad beast then smashed him with a gore when he was going to do the same to the dirty one. When you could say Bravo took one for the team, but dare I say it, Dirty Dango was a little bit of a coward here, and he got out of dodge. It really went bad for Alpha, though, because he then got wrecked with a powerbomb by Jake something when PCO finally landed his PCO salt, and he got the one, two, three. This was just absolute chaos. I was screaming for Dr. Robotnik. The fun is fun, man. Doesn't matter how you get there. We then saw a mystery woman arriving at TNA, and we'll get into that later. And yes, it did melt down the internet when it was time to crown some brand new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. For it was Massa Slamovich and Killer Kelly taking on Havoc and Rosemary. And we just did it again here. They must have sat down and gone, well, let's just try and be entertaining. And they were. I mean, Decay jumped MK Ultra instantly because they know how it works when, of course, Killer Kelly started casting distraction. That allowed Slamovich to get some smacks in. They also started just busting out PK kicks like there was nothing. But you don't do that to Rosemary, because she did her sit-up trick. That's 
really funny. You scared Killer Kelly half to death. Havoc was then hitting dual suplexes as Decay really got going. And this tied into what came next, because Masha was able to get the snowplow. And do you know what Decay did? They kicked out one. I love that spot. This then moved on to all the double team news, because Havoc hit a double choke slam when she said to Rosemary, why don't we hit a double choke bomb? They did, and they got the one, two, three. So once again, we have brand new champions, new era TNA. So I just thought this was well planned out because it's essentially telling you, you better tune into the TV to see what we are going to do next. It was fine. Up. Scott Demore then made sure to sign his brand new deal with AAA so wrestlers can keep jumping around the place, which was essentially the theme for this pay-per-view when we got one hell of a fantastic match. For it was Chris Sabin versus Vikingo versus Kushida for the X Division title. And honestly, they could probably do this every single day for the next 47 years always be flubbing great. You really do have to go and watch this because once again I'm not going to be able to do it justice. And listen, we all know how great the Kingo is. He just gets better and better. Kushida, he's underrated and we need to sing his praises more, which is also the same for Chris Sable. I mean, he has been at the top of his game for 20 years and he shows no signs of slowing down. We were just getting all the dives and springboards to start with too, with Kushida trying to work over everybody's arm because of course that ties in to his submission when we got some German suplexes. It also led to this bizarre suplex that I can't really explain, but Kushida basically gave one to Saban while he was also trapping the Kingo. I was like, man, that's two plus two equal to potato. Doesn't make sense. Monkey flips were then being won up by Hurricane Rahners as the Kingo hit this moonsault press. And just when the time was right, it was boom, 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 clothesline, 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 everybody down. The springboard 450 the Viking then did has to be seen to be believed because he essentially just flew right into the floor. That's when Saban decided, well, look, you do this to me. I need instant revenge. <laughs> Canadian destroyer on the other way. And these fans went nuts. Kashina then tried to go over the hoverboard lock, but sadly, he got thrown on his head as well. And after a bunch more suplexes, Saban was able to get the cradle shock and he scored the pin and he retained his championship. Now, this was a good idea because even though we were changing titles all over the place, Chris Saban should basically be coronated as the king. I know what that means. Go watch this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. We got a complete 180, but it's still ruled. For it was Josh Alexander versus Hammerstone, who I very much enjoyed seeing in TNA. And these two essentially rolled out there. And they're like, listen, we can do a big man slapping man meat match, but we can also go crazy with flips and dives. It's like, wow, it's like a buffet. I'm getting everything. Alex then realized he was going to have to ground this guy, so he went after the leg. I was like, Josh, you see how big Hammerstone's quads are? You could eat them for tea. It's going to take a while. He also slammed this dude into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. When Alexander was just transitioning in and out of submissions like it was nothing, it's a thing of beauty. Hammerstone is no mug, though, so he came back with this mad clothesline. But of course, by this point, his leg kept giving out. So he was like, oh, what am I going to do? Well, I tell you what he's going to do. He got the Nightmare Pendulum, which I'm so glad we did see, because it is a great finisher, but he wasn't able to make the pin, because again, he had no walking device. So really, you could be like, oh my gosh, he was going to win if it wasn't for those meddling kids or his injury. I think he was really mad as well, because he then drilled Josh Alexander into the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring, with a DVD, and he hit the TKO for a one-two, ooh. I actually bought it. He then took all of the elbows before Hammerstone came back with a bomb of power, but once again, he wasn't going to be able to capitalize. At that point, Alexander was like, I'm done with you. I'm the veteran in this company. You're done. Because he shook it off like Taylor Swift when he hit another German suplex. We had loads of these on this evening. And he got the spike C4 for the one, two, three. But we protected Hammerstone here. I don't know if he is 100% signed to TNA, but he should be. Josh Alexander continues to be one of the best in the world. Giving it enough. When it was back to the bonkers my word. But it was time to see who the brand new or still TNA tag team champions were going to be. And look at this lineup. Because it was the Rascals versus Mike Bailey and Laredo Kid versus the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Champions ABC. And surprise, surprise, it was really good. I think if TNA was going to flag a style too, it'd probably be this one. And even when Trey Miguel and Ace Austin were going at it, they were just moving so fast We'd only kicked off like nine seconds ago. James Gibson got the tag and he was then bringing aggression, which is when Zachary Wentz also got in there and he went flippy dippy doo da. Which is when the tag klaxon went off. Everybody was fighting everybody else. All the fans were going, oh my gosh, just keep doing this. But actually, it was the grizzled young veterans that took over and they had the lead. They also smashed Mike Bailey for a while before once again it was tag, go, tag, go, tag, go, tag, go. When Laredo Kid hit this tornado DDT Mishinoku driver combo. I don't know, where did that come from? Chris Bay wasn't into that mind, though, because he then got in there and just took off Miguel's head with this big old smash. That was such a good time. Mike and Kid then went crazy, although Paul Laredo found himself on the wrong end of the doomsday device. And that led to another one to ooh. I mean, Mike Braley broke that up at 2.99999. It really fired Bailey up, too, because he did his mad flippy stuff onto ABC. Honestly. All of this was like watching a ping pong ball on drugs. The cover Wentz hit on Bailey too was absolutely ridiculous. And here the rascals thought they had it won. But before they were able to get the three, they saw ABC and these two tag teams had a standoff. They also made a huge error here because they went for a handspring and never do the spring of hands because ABC cracked them right in the face when they did that amazing finisher combo of the Art of Finesse into the fold and they got the victory and they retained their championships. And only if you... And if you only have 10 seconds today, watch that finishing sequence. It's one of the best there is. As are all of these teams, they could do it anywhere. Up. We continued on rolling as well. 
things kind of got emotional. For it was Knockouts World Championship time as Trinity defended her belt against Jordine Grace. And given what we did here and the send-off afterwards, it kind of feels like the rumours are true. Maybe, just maybe, Trinity is going to be in the Royal Rumble. This was the way to go out, though, because while I haven't seen every single Trinity match, this has to be one of the best she's ever been in. I mean, this was absolutely brilliant. Jordan Grace absolutely played her part. She's great too. Trinity also got the upper hand here when she literally ducked a clothesline by slamming on her knees. When she turned around, she whipped Jordine's ass for a while. Jordine is so damn strong though, she just grabbed her and hit this back suplex. When we got back to the official move of 2024, the chops. We then started to tease for the juggernaut driver, and that was the story of this. If she does hit that, she's gonna win. But Trinity didn't want to lose, so she was able to come back with a crossbody move that never beats anybody. But they came back to the power because Grace was able to slam Trinity with a power bomb. When they went to the outside and they basically did a brain buster on the floor. On the floor? What are we doing? Everybody was then being hurled into the ground too when Grace applied this full Nelson and we sold this like if Trinity didn't get out of it, all our bones were going to break. The former Naomi too was so good at selling this, fans actually started to boo Jordine Grace because again, they felt sorry for her. That's good babyface material. We then really did start to treat the champion like an underdog. She just kept fighting her way back to her feet, especially after Jordine hit her with a muzzle buster. It was another one, two, ooh. Trinity then came back with the rear view and she's got a near fall of her own. That's when we were really cooking. When Trinity was able to score with the heat seeker and she went right into Starstruck, or at least that was the plan. Because instead, Grace must have played her plus 20 strength card she got to the ropes, holding Trinity when she gave her this crazy deadlift German suplex, followed it up with the juggernaut driver. She got the one, two, three, and now she's your brand new champion, Fik Mik Stelvatz. You can also see footage of Trinity doing the big send-off, and again, if she's not going to WWE, something is amuck here. But either way, the knockout division continues to be one of the best in the world. Watch this too. We also do have to mention that Ash by Elegance was in the crowd, which was this mystery woman. And yeah, it was none other than Dana Brooke. So I really love this because people are so damn mean to Dana all of the time for no reason whatsoever. So I hope she uses this platform to prove all these idiots wrong. Let's go. Which also meant it was time for our main event, Alex Shelley versus Moose for the men's TNA world title. Now this once again felt like a needs must situation because while Alex Shelley has been a tremendous champion for the company, Moose has just set up a brand new group that kind of feels like we need to head in a new direction. We established this early on too as Moose refused to shake Alex Shelley's hand and Alex definitely took that personally because he then spent the whole match trying to break this limb really was a pretty good strategy. Now, of course, it didn't stop Moose's legs. And at one point, he just flew over Alex, where he too decided, Haha, I know what I'm going to do. Throw you into the floor. At this point, I felt sorry for Fred the floor. What did he do to anyone apart from make sure you didn't fall into the abyss? When Moose did try to get back in the ring, though, Shelly just gave him what I suppose was an arm screw. From this point on, it was just attack the arm, attack the arm, attack the arm, to the point I'm pretty sure it's flashing red. Moose did such a good job with this, though, because he's walking around with it flailing. And he's basically like, well, I guess I can't use this, so I'll just use everything else, including my damn head. He was able to boss out a chop, too, which Shelly sold as if it was the damn hug. And then you knew what he did. He hit a chop block. He had come up with his tactics, and he wasn't going to go anywhere else. But even when Moose tried for a powerbomb, he got DDT'd instead. And he also threw Moose into the ring post and hit a shell shock on the outside. I mean, he was doing everything. We even teased this may end in a count out when Moose tried to get back in the ring. Alex just booted his arm. And yes, then Moose made another mistake because he went for a spear miss and he went into the turnbuckle. 
guess what he injured more? His damn arm. This is where Moose was able to get that headbutt that I talked about, but Alex Shetty just did not care. Because he came back with a strike that turned Moose inside out, and he gave him a super kick. I mean, you really got to see it. I mean, the whole thing kind of felt like Shea was going to run through this dude when he was dead. But when he finally went for the shell shock, Moose reversed it. So he went for it again and Moose reversed it. Went from nowhere, he hit the spear and he just pinned him. Now, look, I do admit this kind of was a bit surprising, but it just somehow worked. And I made a noise, as did everybody else. New champ. So it really was another good match, but it was all about the aftermath. Because even though the system came out going, Moose, you did it, you did it. Some brand new music started to play. And that's right. Guess who was signed with TNA? It is none other in the impact zone. Both Bigler. Not really, it was Nick Nemeth. He blasted Moose with a super kick and a zigzag. So Moose was having a terrible evening. When he ran into the crowd and he ripped one t-shirt off to reveal another t-shirt. And it said TNA... I mean, that's quite the planning with your wardrobe. It also left you with the message that, oh my gosh, Nick Nemeth has now signed with TNA. And I tell you, that is enough of a reason for me to keep tuning in. So all of this is getting an up, as is the pay-per-view. TNA does go under the radar sometimes, but I tell you, they have a great roster and they put on some good damn shows. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs from Smackdown in WWE. So you can just enjoy all the professional wrestling. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Leave a comment below saying, I'm in your way too positive. It is true, but it makes us all feel warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums. Have a great Sunday. See you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.